0: That's a growler. Welcome back to Beauty and the Beastly Minute, the podcast where we break down and analyze Beauty and the Beast, two foolhardy plans at a time. I'm Bobby from Growler Media.
1: And I'm Janae Hyatt from JanaeHyatt.com.
0: And once again, we have Crystal Beth with us here from every podcast you can think of. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> nearly, nearly every podcast you can think of. In the
1: minute-by-minute <laughs> world, anyway.
0: In, in right. the minute-by-minutes. But you have, you have another one, right?
2: I do. I have another one uh, that I co-host with a bunch of comedians. It's called Unlimited Lives Radio, and it's a video game podcast.
0: What does that mean? Like, do you talk about video games? Do you play video games and record while you're talking?
2: So we we all collectively play video games. Uh, I'm new to video games. I just started playing them about two and a half years ago ish. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm it's, we like to think of it as a podcast that caters towards the, the noob and the experienced where some of us know a lot. Some of us know a little, but we're all really excited to talk about it. And we have uh, segments with news. We have uh, recurring characters that come in um, that we all play. Uh, sometimes we have a quiz where we give away free games uh, one of our wow. hosts likes to make creepy pasta, which is really fun. So we'll do that. And creepy pasta is like a really cheesy, scary, short, scary story that always has to do with <laughs> video games. And that's fun. And then we stream live on Twitch. So it's fun. We've been doing that for about a year and a half now. It's a reprieve from talking about movies even though I don't really need a (laughs) reprieve because I love talking about movies.
1: (laughs) I am going to sound very, uh, maybe naive right now,
2: but what is Twitch? So Twitch is an online streaming platform where you can stream anything you want. Like on Twitch.tv, there are people that stream themselves eating, people that stream themselves building Legos. Um, So
1: it's basically like, uh, what was that other app that you could like line it was called
2: periscope periscope it's like periscope yeah. it's like periscope except a little uh i guess a little less social media y and a little more real life y. so closer to youtube <laughs> than per- than twitter and periscope was i guess closer to twitter but um a lot of people play video games like i'll play i'll play something and have a couple like maybe 20 people or something watching me play a game and that you can interact with them It's really fun. My nephews love
1: to watch those and I don't get it.
2: Yeah. Well, it's one of those things where (laughs) video games are a lot of fun, but sometimes they're just for uh, like, for instance, I have a PlayStation. So sometimes games are just for like, there's a a game called Cuphead that's out. That's really cool to watch, but it's only on PC and Xbox. So I'll watch people play that because I'm super interested in it, but I can't play it because I don't have the console. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah,
0: it's fun though. I wonder if I'd like watching people play video games. Because I I kind of have a background in that. Uh, Being a younger brother, like playing video games (laughs) with my siblings was watching my older brother play Mario.
2: (laughs) I bet you would. Honestly, and if you can find someone that's good at talking while they're playing, I think you'd like it. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's bring it back to (laughs) Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) If that's okay. (laughs) Oh, please. I'm done talking about myself for at least five minutes.
1: Minute 49. Today we are talking about the minute where Monsieur. Uh, how do you say that? <laughs> dark. 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 <laughs> dark. dark. I don't know. Anyway. In French, you usually cut off the
0: end of the word. Dark.
1: Scary man. <laughs> dark. So we start off with Monsieur D. <laughs> um, yeah. Talking about the plan. And getting her to agree to marry Gaston, and then we end the minute with Belle having this cute little interaction with Philippe and the little dog footstool <laughs> coming and like yipping at her and being all cute, and she
2: the dogoman. The dog. <gasps> <gasps> I love
1: it. Okay, is it bad? So like, I'm not the hugest animal person. I used to be. Like deathly terrified of dogs when I was a child and now I'm not but I mean they still just I mean kind of make me nervous sometimes but I like them sometimes anyway my point is I think I would really like a dog that was actually an otter. is that weird? It's
2: creepy creepy <laughs> well it wouldn't drool it wouldn't bite it wouldn't, drool. It wouldn't poop it, would it just wouldn't sit shed there.
1: it would not bite it I mean, It it's... would probably stink, though. No, it wouldn't.
0: Mm, dogs are stinky. You put your feet but on stinky things. But it's not a things. dog. Stinky Ottoman dog.
2: But it's, a, it's an Ottoman that loves you. Yeah.
0: Mm. It's
2: like having a chair that it's loves like, you. It's
1: just—it's like, like having a pillow that comes and snuggles up against you. I'd take but that. But
0: Ottomans aren't that snuggly, though. I mean, they're like but wood it's a dog. And wooden legs.
1: And... No, it eh, looks like
0: I'm a cat fluffy. guy. What can I say?
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't have anything against cats. Anyway, I was just thinking, if I had a dog, it wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to have one of that kind. Yeah. Anyway, Gaston, back to him and his creepy, evil plan.
0: His plot. Creepy smiley face.
1: <laughs> LeFou being a goofball. Yeah.
0: Yeah, my, fir- my first note on this minute is that I love LeFou's, like, super enthusiastic, naughty. <laughs>
1: He definitely lives up to his name in this minute, I feel like, because they kind of have to add a little bit of lightheartedness to this moment where Gaston and Monsieur D are being super evil. They're like, oh, well, we'll offset it with LeFou being silly.
0: yeah. Yeah. Besides Tony J having an awesome voice for this character as he's delivering these lines and he says, that's despicable. For some reason, as a kid, that line gave me hope. Like he's a creepy dude. Gaston just divulged his plan. It's a you know, bad plan, and I hear him say that, and I'm like, okay, he's not going to go along with it, but then he's like, mmm, I love it.
1: <laughs> I just
0: always remember, like, when I watched it, I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to be good, and, and I'm always let down.
1: I know, right? Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Well, I think, I mean, he totally does it on purpose. It's that, oh, maybe, no, snatch that hope away. Yeah. yeah. He's bad guy.
2: I had also done a little bit of research on asylums from back then, Ooh. because I was like, oh, it's interesting that the ward of an asylum would be bought over so easy. And I started, I was like, oh, let me look and see. And as I was looking over asylums from the 1800s to the present, mm. it was one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. And
2: I was looking and they were, they used to use the electric chair for depression. Oh my gosh. Oy. Yeah, which was crazy. And that made me think there was an asylum in Rhode Island that had opened in the early 1900s, which was only 50 years ish after this took place. So I was like, oh, I guess I could look up that because it'd be pretty close. Because 50 years is a lot, but also you know, close enough. Not too much. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I was like, oh, this is something that I know from my state. And just, I I just wrote down a few bullet points to talk about. And there were at one point, there was 1300 inmates, as they called them. They were housed there with an 800 to one ratio to doctors and teachers to students. Oh, my gosh.
1: Wow. Because
2: they called it. Yeah. And they called it the lad school. And this is when I was growing up, it was already abandoned, but um, people would go there to just hang out there at night because it was supposedly haunted because there was a lot of deaths there. Like a, mm-hmm. a, someone was, they found a student in a, a laundry sack that they put him uh. in to silence him. And I know this is a very morbid thing, but on a lighter note, in 1989, the lad School closed and one of the quotes was, the beast is dead, which uh. I thought was interesting. really interesting because that's totally a quote from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, spoiler, I don't want to go back into the back, but the fact that that's something that happened, and the, the second part of that quote was, Nazi Germany killed these people. Rhode Island made a commitment to treat them with dignity and respect, and Rhode Island was the first state to deinstitutionalize state-run health care for uh, people with mental in- illnesses. Interesting. And Rhode Island prides themselves on finding ways and uh, homes for people with uh, special needs. So there are so many projects and companies in Rhode Island that take care of people with special needs. Where something like this wouldn't be able to happen. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a a sad thing, but comes around to a really good thing where this could never happen So
1: 800 to 1... To put that in perspective, I worked a couple summers after I graduated high school. I was a counselor at a summer camp for people with disabilities. And we had a new session each week with new campers. And we had a ratio of one to two. Wow. One counselor to two campers. And that was a handful. I can't imagine. Mm. I can't imagine 800 to one. Yeah. So that's bad. not
0: That's not even like getting help with anything. That's just right. making sure they're alive.
1: Exactly. <laughs> right. At
0: that point. Right. And probably not even that sometimes.
1: Well, I mean, I feel like the asylum back in those days probably wasn't there to help them. It was there to contain them and keep right. them yeah. away from hurting other people mm-hmm. or bothering other people even, I guess, you know.
2: Yeah. And they were all about sterilization, which is yeah. also, mm. it's just, it is so heartbreaking and this movie is not (laughs) i I keep (laughs) i keep feeling bad that i'm bringing it to this thing but just with this guy i was really excited when i got this minute because i was like this is one of the darkest minutes of the movie yeah where it's just people scheming and trying to get someone in but that's exactly what this was you get money from the families to house them and then you don't have to really take care of them because they're going to complain and who are you going to trust at this point in time Right. Mm-hmm. There wasn't cameras. There wasn't anything to, you know, keep, I don't know, people being moral and honorable. And you get to do all these weird exper- experiments. And But uh, they triumphed. It's gone. It's actually, it doesn't even exist anymore. Everything's taken down. You wouldn't even know where it was. So. That's awesome. Woohoo. And yay Rhode Island <sighs> being the first state to <laughs> not let something like this happen. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I consciously made the choice not to look up anything about Asylums back then because from the stuff I've read and seen prior to doing any of these movies by minute stuff, it was like, man, that's some messed up stuff back then.
1: Yeah. Sorry. No, it's but okay. It's okay. We,
0: we have gone dark places in this podcast yeah. before. So... Yeah.
2: Yeah. But, but the dark ends in light where... The dark yes. ends in light. It's much better. And that follows the theme of Beauty and the Beast as well. Yeah. Okay, so I love Maurice
1: in this minute because he I love like his line that he says he's like nobody's gonna help me then I'll go back alone and he's just so passionate in that line and it's a huge deal for him to go back alone because he just escaped with his life barely and I just love how passionate He is in his love for his daughter, that he's willing to go back and risk his life for her. Mm -hmm. And he's so absent-minded, and uh, he's, like, picking up all these tools that I don't exactly know how they work. (laughs) Yeah. Which I bet Bobby
0: does.
1: (laughs) Tell us about them, Bob. Yes. He picks up, like, a huge round thing. I never Mm -hmm. even noticed that he took that with him. And it, like disappears like where
2: does he put it in his bag I would think it would be really bulky but it disappears I I have in my notes (sighs) he picked up an armillary sphere where did he put it (laughs) right okay (laughs) it's not just me okay that's so funny. So tell us, Bobby.
0: Yeah. So uh, I was like, what is all this stuff he's grabbing? And I know I've seen some of it before. Like uh, we saw a sphere. I think it was in the in the bookshop. Um, they had, like uh, Crystal Beth said, an armillary sphere, which is also known as a spherical astral lobe or uh, it's got a few other names. Whatever that is. But- it's basically a model of like a celestial model that they used, and it has these different rings. And there were two different ones. There's one where the center is supposed to be the sun, and that was a Copernicum, and there's one where the sphere is supposed to be the earth, and those were Ptolemaic spheres. And so they're based on different ideas of how the universe works and trying to figure stuff out. But basically it helps you find your latitude and longitude. So you line up everything with like the horizon and the the moving of the moon and your location. And it helps you to kind of figure out uh, where you are as far as the, I believe it's the latitude. So it's a, it's a navigational tool that helps you find your latitude. I believe if uh, I'm remembering what, what I read correctly. The other thing is the smaller, like triangle looking thing. And that is a sextant. There are a lot of different kinds, but those were mostly used for like navigating in the sea. And apparently they were a pretty big deal because before then people couldn't really figure out exactly where they were. Cause you could find your longitude. You no, know, you could find your latitude using other tools that they had and like doing all this math and complications based on the moon and stuff. But then they figured out how to use a sextant to do more complicated calculations (laughs) and basically
1: figure out... I
2: couldn't be one of those navigators. It sounds too hard for me. I went to school for theater, not math. (laughs) Well, that's one thing that was interesting to me was I can understand why you would pack a sextant but that Mm -hmm. would involve him knowing what the stars and horizon looked like when he left Mm -hmm. so maybe he has a photographic memory as a scientist and inventor maybe but the sphere it's usually it's used on a much broader scale so really he didn't need to pack that because he's (laughs) in the same neighborhood (laughs) i guess like he's not leaving the latitude or longitude where he is really
0: yeah because
2: that's on like a global scale like a, a <laughs> galaxy mm-hmm. scale almost and that's what one of the things I wrote was I think maybe the maps were enough <laughs> <I> know, right
0: <laughs> that's pretty much what I came to
1: <laughs> well I was like I was just thinking as you're talking about all these things and like okay yeah it sounds like he like has all these cool tools but basically he just needs to follow the road <laughs> 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 because they took a road in the first place I mean I know they went off the road a little bit but I'm pretty sure it was still like like there was a (laughs) huge broad space where there weren't trees as they went like that's why the horse went that way is because (laughs) there was space there so you just follow the road and then Go off the road where you remember going off the road. Yeah, I don't. Know. Well,
0: and he ran there in a few minutes. It's not I know, like a, right? Well, it might have been hours. If you but saw
2: <laughs> the live action, Ugh. the tree fell down, but then it wasn't where it was, and then he Yes, didn't know the which magic. When it's the magic. Oh wait, how do you guys say it? Magic. What is it?
1: The <laughs> magic. magic.
2: The magic of the <laughs> enchantment. Right. But also, more importantly than that, he went out in a t-shirt.
1: I know. Yes. And he took a scarf that he put in his pocket that got caught in the door that he didn't even take with him because he walked out the door and it was caught.
0: I don't think it got caught. I think, uh, uh, does he not have it later? I feel like he has it in the woods.
1: Well, I maybe he... I was sure he like. It he, he, look like he has it
0: afterwards. Duffed
1: it in his bag and then he mm-hmm. shuts the door and you can see it
2: shut in the door.
0: Yeah. But those doors didn't have like weather stripping on the bottom. <laughs> so I feel like it would have pulled out and followed him along.
2: I always thought that was a map.
0: <laughs> uh, I
2: thought
1: it was like a scarf he pulled out of that drawer where two socks like flop out. Which I yeah. thought, why are there socks in that drawer? Because. Why is
2: there even a scarf in that drawer? Why would you it put, is put clothes in there? It's a
0: looking object, yes. so it is. So
2: interesting because I always thought it was a really weirdly textured map. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> which would make complete sense th- because when you when he pulls it out, it definitely does look like a pair of tights. <laughs> like it looks like he pulled out a pair of women's nylons. <laughs>
1: That's then, what he uses for
2: the cold, he white, opaque oh he kind. <laughs> He's gonna put him over his head like a uh, a robber when he gets up to the the thing. But that's put him so, up. I guess it does look more like fabric because it bends. It's like floppy, mm-hmm. yeah. It's and there's not, socks it's in the drawer, floppy. which it looks like a
1: desk slash vanity slash side table that's in the living room, which doesn't make any sense because it's got that mirror. Mm-hmm. But it's the same mirror that like Gaston earlier on in the movie, like, checks his teeth in. But why are there socks in there? Which I think it just goes to show how eccentric they are, I guess. That they keep extra socks and scarves in a teeny tiny...
2: Yeah. I don't know. So interesting. It's so interesting what your brain sees (laughs) in a child and then sticks with it. (laughs) Yeah. As I just had this revelation in the fifth element, actually, where I always assumed the light at the end of the movie comes from her chest, and I didn't find out until we were recording that light came out of her throat and out of her mouth, which makes sense through the movie. But I always assumed because love was the reason why it happened that it came out of her chest, and I was like, "Oh no!" And that's exactly what it's happening here with this uh, map scar. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Destroying childhood misconceptions one minute at a time.
2: Thank <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, he left
1: at the perfect time, though. Yeah, because he did. if he had left just a few minutes later, he would have been locked up in the asylum, and they would have been like, You, Belle, has to come let you out because she has to marry me. But he would be like, Dude, she's locked up in a castle. And they'd be like, You're really crazy. No, she'll be back in a little bit, and then she'd never <laughs> come back. And then Duh. what would Gaston have done? And then yeah. what would have happened in this movie? The plot would have been completely different.
0: Well, she still would have gone after him because she saw him in the mirror. So she would have just seen him sitting in a crazy sale. That's So she would have true. had to go like bust him out of the the asylum.
2: Yeah. So definitely would have changed things. I true. feel like it comes back to that it would have magic again. Taken longer again. though. Mm. That little bit of magic yeah. where it's just the universe sets you on your path just at the right exact time, mm-hmm. and the magic of the rose is pushing Maurice out of there before he could grab his sweater
0: mm-hmm. uh, nobody's wearing anything warm like okay I'm from Texas born and raised and when it gets cold I'd, <laughs> I put on warm stuff before it gets cold knowing it's gonna get cold and these guys are like running around in t-shirts and like cloaks and
1: I think that's why earlier in this movie I was so confused about the seasons because I remember being convinced that the seasons were all messed up. And then you and I can't remember who was on the minute that we were talking about this. And I was like, what? Alex? It's- was it Alex from Galaxy Quest? Did you guys mention Possibly. the weather? Uh, maybe. Pro- probably. <laughs> I don't know. But i it's probably come up a few times. Because I'm like, wait a second. This doesn't make any sense. It's just because I'm from Texas. And I don't know. but We don't have seasons. <laughs> um, But... I like their clothing does not always reflect what the weather is.
0: Yeah. I think Belle's the only one that actually like changes clothes. I mean Belle and Beast, but I don't I don't know that anybody else changes what they're wearing throughout the movie.
2: Well, if I may, coming from the northeast, I feel like I have uh more experience in what we're talking about than you southern folks. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I used to get yelled at by one of my friends in southern California from wearing flip-flops in the snow uh-huh hey. because I don't feel cold like how some of my friends feel cold i yeah. I thrive in freezing cold weather like during the summer mm. I want to kill myself <sighs> but for example if it's 40 degrees outside, I'll have on a fall coat when everyone else is bundled up and I feel perfectly fine. Because I'm used to being out in the cold. And it could be that if the people in this movie are used to being in the cold, they don't quite feel it right away. Like I had a Mm -hmm. friend from northern Maine that moved down to Rhode Island that wore shorts all winter. (laughs) And I always thought it was one of those things where I was like, okay, you're just showing off. But if you felt his calves, they were warm weird because mm. his body was used to dealing with the cold
1: i have cousins that are from michigan and whenever they have like come down during the winter time or whatever to texas we're all bundled up and they're like yeah let's go out in shorts and sandals it feels so great and we're like you guys are cry cray yeah go put a coat on
0: yeah when it <laughs> drops below like 70 i bust out my hoodie
1: <laughs> <laughs> amen <laughs> Oh, and I was, God. I was, for
0: the listeners, I w- I've recently been looking for, for work, looking at different jobs and there was one that I was interested in and then I realized it was in Oregon and I looked up the temperature and it was, it's like, this is Texas, it was kind of the beginning of September and it was probably like 90 something degrees here and I looked at the te- temperature over there and it was like 37 <gasps> degrees yes. and I was like, nope, no, no, thank you. Not applying no, no, to that no. job.
2: I applied to a job in Yellowknife, Canada, which is almost at the North Pole, because I was so sick of summers in Rhode Island because I was so hot.
0: (gasps) (laughs) How Uh, hot did it get there?
2: uh, It doesn't get hot. Not it's nothing. I mean, I used to live in Arizona, (laughs) and oh, it gets hot there. It was like 120, but it was a dry heat. As everybody says. I actually
1: dry
0: heat's the worst.
1: I like the Arizona heat, I think, a little bit more than the Texas heat because the it is dry heat and it you don't feel like you're wet all the time. Which anyway, we're
2: getting a little off topic. Yeah. <laughs> but. but I can I actually I have a chart in front of me. Uh-huh. Where Ooh. I can bring the temperature back to what we're talking about. Please do. Where I was very curious as to uh, when you freeze. To death. <laughs> oh. Mm. So I was like, when would that happen? Because again, a little jumping ahead, but LaFou with the snow. I That's know. what made me think of this. Where how long would it be till he got frostbite in that snow, which is, you know, pretty close to being dead? And I found a really awesome chart. It's a wind chill chart from the National Weather Association. And we'll give the benefit of the doubt say it's 35 degrees which is possible for there still to be snow on the ground. If there is five, if the wind is five miles an hour and it's 35 degrees, it'll take 30 minutes for you to get frostbite. Oh my gosh. Mm. If you're not properly equipped for it. And it makes it feel like it's 31 degrees.
0: So later on, I mean, we, we're we all about spoilers here. Later on, <laughs> spoilers. he's a snowman. So maybe he iglooed himself as a snowman, not as a disguise, but as an so igloo. So he doesn't so freeze. He freeze. Right.
2: I thought about that too, except oh, that at the end, he wouldn't have hands anymore. Because what happens <laughs> when you get cold is all of your blood rushes to your... Chest and Mm -hmm. he has his arms out and he's holding two sticks. So that means that not only is he working out, which is what happens. I don't know if you've ever held your arms out for that long. It hurts. It hurts. So, no, no. Your blood starts circulating, but it goes back to your heart. So, as you're getting cold, it keeps going closer and closer to your heart. So, even if he does get the insulation from the snow, at that point in time, Arms his gone. hands are black.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, and the most he we see him get at the end, like later on, is like a blue lip, the nose. But yeah. Yeah.
2: And he's just like, brr. And that's assuming ah, it's I'm like 40 degrees outside with no wind. Gosh. Yeah, But again, this is why this is an animated movie and not real life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) To use LeFou's own line. Oh, well, guess it's not going to work after all.
2: (laughs) I love how happy he
1: is when he says that. He's like, we're out of here. We're done. Oh, well, let's move on. I'm like, okay, does he just not care? Is he happy because he doesn't want it to work? Because he knows it's Mm -hmm. wrong? Does he like... He's just so flippant, and he's so happy. He's like, eh, yeah. okay, I've been moving
2: on. I feel like this part is where they pulled from for the movie because yeah. they made him so hesitant in the movie. Yeah. I feel like this part is where they were like, oh, see, he's hesitant. He doesn't want to do this, where really he's yeah. just like, let's get back to the tavern.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's cold here. Let's go drink.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think in the movie, they just wanted to give him some more character development. Yeah. yeah.
0: I did have a note here that we see that the perpetual water wheel has finally stopped.
1: Dun-dun-dun.
0: Dun-dun-dun. We don't know why it was going. We don't know why it stopped. It's frozen over, probably.
1: (laughs) Um, I was thinking... I mean, I've thought this before, but LeFou just looks so portly and round, like he's (laughs) got to weigh something significant, but Gaston just tosses him around like a ragdoll in this minute. And I'm just like- Have you
0: seen his arms?
1: Gaston must be like really strong. I mean, as strong as a barge, maybe? I don't know. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha ha. See what I did there? Um, Yeah, Yeah. But goodness. I'm just like- it doesn't look like that should work. Yeah. Cartoons.
0: Cartoon magic. So I did have a note on the, uh, the crazy carriage here. Ooh. On the words which we already know from our signage so far in this movie that they like use english sometimes and french sometimes so i was curious to see what was uh, written on the side here from what i can tell you can't see all of it but you can see most of it it looks like it says asylum de lune or loons hmm. which is kind of confusing because it shouldn't be that no matter what they were doing like, if it was English, they should have written, like, lunatic asylum, or, like, asylum of loons, but they put the day in there, like, French, but French should be, like, Iles de fois? So like the the asylum of fools. So like what were they doing? It's not it's not either. Usually they're in there at least kind of consistent. But this is our nice little mix of um, French and English.
1: Have you guys seen? I never realized that's what it said on air. But um, have either of you listened to or seen the Broadway musical of the Disney version of Beauty and the Beast? I have not. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, in the Broadway musical, there is a song that's not in the cartoon or the new one that Gaston and LeFou sing called the Maison des Lunes. And basically, it's this part of the story where they're talking about their plot. And I never understood why they called it the Maison des Lune," And now I know they got it from what that carriage says.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Oh. I, I want to look.
0: <laughs> wow. The things you know.
2: <laughs> I don't know how to spell Maison. M A I S O N.
1: What is Maison?
2: House? Yeah. I only know because I'm getting married at Maison Dupuis. So I was <gasps> like, what's Maison? Mean? So
1: Maison de Lune, <laughs> sung by Gaston LeFou and D'Arc, exclusively in the Beauty and the Beast movie. Yeah, it's a good song. You guys should listen to it.
0: I will have to check it out. Mm-hmm. I will say in the new movie, I really like the Beast song. I remember I, I listened know. to it before I saw the movie and I was like, meh. But then like when I was watching the movie, I thought it was good, so.
1: I uh, just have to say, I'm sad that they didn't give him more songs. They never have given him enough songs. yeah. It, yeah. In any version that Disney has ever done of Beauty and the Beast, the beast does not have enough songs in any of the versions in my personal opinion yeah i mean come on
0: wait a second loons like the maison de loons that would mean like the house of moons not the house of crazies
2: yeah loons oh
0: moons like lunar moons yeah.
2: yeah did you think it meant loony that's where the term lunatic came from
0: oh really yeah
2: mm-hmm. it's it's based in the same form of Latin because of how people act crazy at the the full, full moon.
0: moon, uh, full moon, yeah. which is, which is kind of crazy. Cause okay. Both my mom and my sister are nurses. And so they always bring home crazy stories of like hospital ER stuff. And apparently like full moons, crazy stuff. It does actually happen on those. Everybody hates That's working on like full moons cause the crazies come out.
2: Even bartending. Honestly, I have to say, any time I am like, wow, what is wrong with these people? I look and I'm like, oh, it's a full moon tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not its not like a, a very specific thing, but people are just a little odd. Even the people I work with, everyone's just a little on edge. And it's, it's kind of crazy. It really does line up. And I don't really believe in astrological science because the stars shift and nothing's where it used to be. But the moon, I think, does have a huge impact on everything that we do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, this, I think the, the full moon is the biggest example of it where I'm like, oh, are the people nuts? Cool. It's probably a full moon.
0: <laughs> the question is, are do people act crazy because it's a full moon? Like, does it make them act crazy? Or do they, the crazy people just come out because they're like, hey, it's full moon. I'm going to be crazy.
2: I feel like it's. I feel like because the moon makes you crazy, and I and I only say that because there's because I work in the financial district, so it's all people that are in finance, and they don't have senses of humor or personalities, (laughs) but they are. Very different when it's a full moon. There's a different energy to them. And it's not necessarily good, and it's not necessarily bad. It's just an energy that they have where you're like, oh my gosh, you are out of your mind right now. No, I will Hmm. not do what you just asked me for with that drink, you crazy person. (laughs) Oh my. (laughs) Uh. Yeah.
0: So yeah, crazy moons. Anyway. It makes me sad to... uh, to watch Fu when he's like reaching out to Gaston because it reminds me of my son who's like two. Oh. And like when I leave him behind to go somewhere, he always wants to go. Like no matter where you're going, he sees you putting on your shoes. He's like, shoe, 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 go, go. Oh. And he gets so like he he runs and he grabs his shoes and he holds them up for you to put them on you're like no I'm going to work I, you know you can't come and he just stands there with his arms out as you're leaving and you close the door and then he starts crying and oh, it stop reminds me it of the food
2: <laughs> that's so sad so cute yeah ugh uh.
1: and then he's <laughs> so put out when he's alone and that snow plop on top of him is the perfect button at the end of the scene it is
0: mm-hmm. except for the noise like what is that it's like
1: <laughs> <laughs> what was that again <laughs> uh. <laughs> what was that one more time I'm not sure I caught it
0: <laughs> okay, okay. okay here we go <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god! It's funny every time, and I love it.
0: <laughs> I don't know snow, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't make that noise.
2: Uh, well, oh clearly you gosh. don't know snow because that's exactly what it sounds. Like.
0: I stand corrected.
2: Oh my god! <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> i am very glad that uh the minutes i have start with bell and end with bell just like the tiniest mm. little snippets full yeah. circle back to
0: bell but first we get creepy spying beast and his the yeah up there on the balcony watching her like a creeper as she i mean what is she doing she's out with her horse on a walk Walking. i guess she looks so sad at
1: first to me like she
0: she's not riding she doesn't have a saddle on him or anything so i think she's just like walking with philippe and the beast is up there like creeping on her
1: yeah well he's not being i mean in my mind he's not like being sneaky or secretive about watching her so it's not quite as creepy as if he was like hiding
2: the fact that he was observing her does
1: that make Mm, sense
0: i guess that's true yeah
2: yeah he was in his place he's like where he's supposed to be just happens to be where he can see her
1: Yeah. He's just outside. Yeah. And he just, you know, is looking at the only thing going on in the yard.
0: I got it. I got it. Because, you know, this is going into the something there song. Yes. So he sees her from the balcony and that's why he goes down and that whole thing happens. That makes sense.
2: Yeah. And this is, uh, actually, I have in my notes that I used to have a Palomino, which is a horse with a tan body and a blonde mane. What? Yeah. Mine was uh, a high stepper, so her name was Lady, but... Uh, I would always walk with her exactly like this and I would hold on to her reins as I finished riding and I would walk and then I would pretend she nuzzled me in the back and I would turn around (laughs) and I'd hold on to her nose and Uh, I'd pet her nose and uh, I would like look around at whoever was watching me in the middle of the woods of Rhode Island, which was uh, no one. No one. (laughs) Uh, But it's this exact... Also, uh, if... Philippe is eye to eye with Belle. It's a very small horse.
1: Yeah, he's so, a small horse. Yeah. He's a Belgian draft horse. He's a yeah. small horse. He's a little baby guy. Yeah.
2: But uh, it's it was like, I would just, uh, I would act out this part as a person of no interest to anyone <laughs> and be like oh the love of my life is watching me just be me and it's not true but when i got to this part i was like oh i'm so glad i got these minutes because it i haven't seen this movie in forever and i know beauty and the beast so well that i didn't have to watch it again for uh this recording mm-hmm. usually i have to watch the movie again once Maybe even twice to be able to make sure that I know everything. But I was like, I know this movie. I'm fine. And when I was watching this minute, I was like, oh, I forgot that I had feelings. <laughs> <laughs> the feels. Yeah.
1: Oh, I love it. She has this moment where it like made me think of the You've Got a Friend in Me song. Like they're like buddies. Yeah. Well, he's
0: totally smiling.
1: Oh, yeah. And then so sweet. The, what did we call him? The, the dog ottoman? The, oh, dogoman? Dogoman. The dogoman comes up and is yapping all cute. And she looks all ha- She's like really happy. I was like, wait a second. That sad was a fake out.
0: Why does he nudge her?
1: Because she is looking lead- sad. He thinks she's sad.
0: Oh. Maybe. I think
1: she's not actually sad. Everybody just thinks she's sad, but she's being reflective. That's why she is so easily happy right after he nudges her. That's right. my theory
0: she's contem- co- contemplative
2: contemplative i don't know she, she, Pens- she's contemplating pensive i pensive. just wanted to bring in another harry potter <laughs> thing. reflective pensive
1: uh,
0: wingardium <laughs> leviosa
1: it's leviosa not leviosa, not leviosa. <laughs> or whatever. Okay, that makes sense
0: because yeah i was i was like why is he nudging her like what is he pushing her towards but he's just like hey cheer up and she's like oh horse hug
1: yep they're so cute
0: and He's then Beast horse. is
1: like, man, she would be so cool to be friends with. I'm going to go.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm going to watch oh, yeah, her people. from above.
0: <laughs> Always watching Wazowski.
2: <laughs> oh, I don't know why anyone's not doing that movies by minute yet. I know. Mm. That one's so, so good. So many good
0: ones. Well, that's all I got, guys. Do you have anything else for this minute?
1: No. Nope. Nope. I think that covers it for
2: my thoughts. Yeah. I don't have anything else either.
0: Well, Crystal, Beth, do you have anything else you'd like to share with us about this movie or experiences with it? Any any insights or anything like that?
2: Yeah, I I mean, I just I really like Beauty and the Beast. It's one of probably one of my top animated favorite movies where it's just done well. The music's great. The characters are great. The book's great. It's fun. And it's very real. I think it's one of the first Disney movies that was actually it felt like real people in it where mm-hmm. you see this mm-hmm. sassafras yeah. lady just telling this beast what's what. And I like it. And I don't think it it doesn't follow the normal prince, pres- princess type, you know, genre, I guess. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she's Definitely. beautiful, but she's also not like the perfect beauty either. Like she's not you don't expect her to look like everyone else. I don't know. I, it's great. It's just a good movie hmm amen
0: i concur all right well if uh that's all we've got Then, listeners, uh, be sure to check us out on uh, Growler Media. If you want to listen to old episodes, you can subscribe, obviously, to this podcast. And if you want to talk to us, you can do so by finding us on the social medias on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Search for Beastly Minute and you will find us and you can talk to us and we will talk to you and let us know what you think about this movie. Let us know what you think about the evil plans that are about to go into action here or just... You know, tell us about your day. Whatever. We're here for you. Mm -hmm. Janae, how can people get a hold of you if they would like to do that? If
1: you would like to get a hold of me, you are welcome to visit my website, janaehyatt.com, where you can send me a message or listen to my voiceover portfolio. I would love to hear from you.
0: Awesome. And Crystal Beth, if people want to get a hold of you or listen to more of what you're doing, where can they find that?
2: Sure. You can uh, search for the Fifth Element Podcast or Unlimited Lives Radio on iTunes. And those are both two podcasts I do. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Crystal Beth.
0: Perfect. So we want to thank Duo Hansen on YouTube for providing our music for us. Please go over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review if you like the podcast. We do have another one of those to share. Uh, this one's titled It's Better Than Bad uh, <laughs> from it's 5 Minutes of Meme.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: they say, it's good, all beauty, no beastly, fun for the whole family. So be sure to share this with somebody who you think might think it's awesome. And until next time, don't move from that spot until Belle and her father come home.
1: Wait a second. Wait a second. Okay, forty nine. <laughs> uh, how do you say that? <laughs> dark, 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 dark. Darku. <laughs> dark. Dark, <who? laughs> dark.
2: I don't know. It's like having a chair that loves you.
0: That's despicable. <laughs> I love it.
2: It's the magic. Oh wait, how do you guys say it? Magic. What is it? The the magic. Always watching wasowski I'm keeping your bones.